This is Roy Hales with Cortez Currents, which you can also access at cortezcurrents.ca. A number of Cortez Island residents recognized a familiar face directing traffic at the Whaletown Ferry Terminal last month. Mind you, Mike Moore is better known from the days he sailed the Misty Isles than as a mate on the Cortez Island Ferry. He was in Alert Bay when Cortez Currents caught up to him. But let's go back to the beginning. I was waiting in line in Campbell River on a hot May or April day when I saw in the media how BC Ferries was struggling and I was looking over at Q Cove seeing the two ferries there, one of which was not running. It was promised to be running, but it wasn't yet. And the reason why it isn't is partially because of staffing problems. I just went, ah, man, this is a good form of community service that I can step up to. I was professionally trained as a mariner at the Canadian Coast Guard College in Sydney, Nova Scotia, after quite a few years of fishing experience here on the West Coast. I did the four-year officer cadet program from 1986 and graduated in 1990 and then worked as navigation officer on the Coast Guard ships out of Victoria until 1997, which is when I got out of the Coast Guard and picked up Misty Isles. I believe I received one of the finest educations in maritime science and navigation that you can get. And I continued to use it. It formed the basis for my Star Talks. Celestial navigation just went into Star Talks for me. And in just navigating Misty Isles and other vessels, I've always had that ticket in my back pocket. I'm one of the few people around that can just not walk into the job, but I've already got a solid grounding into it. I put in a resume and that was accepted. I had to start training in early June. And the first thing I did was go down to Ladysmith and do a course on electronic charting and navigation. I've been out of the business since 1997. Well, the entire business has changed dramatically, not only in terms of electronics and what we call buttonology, but in terms of personnel management, safety regulations, maritime regulations, safety regulations after 9-11 in 2001. The whole industry has changed dramatically, but I still had a valuable certificate of competency. I've got a chief mate uh, certificate and a 500 ton master certificate. Those are valuable and ferries recognize that. It's been a very steep learning curve for me. But at this stage in my life, having let go of Misty Isles, having let go of a lot of things, I am in a position where I could just step up and go, all right, let's do this. Most of this summer was spent doing courses and my first Onboard vessel training was on the Hornby Island Ferry, the little Kaloki. And they threw me into that on the Saturday of the August long weekend. Kaloki was in the news because of the incredible lineups to get on and off of Hornby Island this summer. We never saw a scheduled run the whole eight or nine days I was there because we were in constant shuttle mode. So I've been cleared on the Hornby Island Ferry. And then I've worked 
and been cleared on the Kaycheck, the Cortez Island ferry. That's really nice to work at home again. Everybody wants to stop and talk and I got to keep them going because we're running a schedule. But I love to talk to people on board. I think a lot of people are surprised to see me in this position. Right now, I'm up in Alert Bay doing training on the Island Aurora, one of the new island class hybrid diesel electric vessels, of which we are going to start running those across Discovery Passage from Kwapiaski Cove to Campbell River. I could be familiarized for the Alert Bay, Sointula, Port McNeil run. It's also a good start to be familiarized for the Kwapiaski Campbell River run. I think that's where I'll probably end up for a while. That's what I'm training to be. That's highly dependent on the run that you're doing. It's basically a glorified traffic loader. The mate is the loading officer. And one of the biggest parts of the job is getting people on board, getting the vehicles on board safely. Various vessels have got different parameters, different height restrictions, different lane width restrictions. You've got to learn dangerous cargo the other part of the job is being head of the deck department. Basically, you've got them, the captain, and then you have them, the engineer being in charge of the engine and machinery departments and the mate being in charge of the deck department. So I am also in charge of being on top of all the safety systems, the life-saving appliances, the firefighting appliances, the ship maintenance, and that sort of thing. It's a tremendous amount to learn and each vessel is different, each run is different. How long were you on the Cortez run? I got sent there to train for eight days, except that after two days, they had a incident down on Hornby where the mate had to leave. So I got sent down to Hornby Island and I worked for five days or so. Then I got sent back up to Cortez Island to finish my familiarization training for another five or six days, I think it was. I've been actually mate on Cortez Island Ferry for five days, and I've only worked as mate on the Hornby Island run for 10 days. So far, I've got 15 days of actually working mate time under my belt. After Alert Bay, do you know where you're going? I'm going back to Hornby for five days in mid-November. To work as mate. And after that, I don't know. I am in what's known as in the casual pool. I'm based out of Little River, Comox. That's where the headquarters for the Northern Gulf Island Ferries are. Essentially, I could be sent to any of the Northern routes. And that starts down from Thetis Island, Nellicott, Shamanus, all the way up to the route I'm on now, which is Port McNeil, Alert Bay, Sointula, I'm a casual mate. I don't have a scheduled regular run. I go where needed to fill in. And obviously that is a position which is needed right now with people going off sick. You can't show up to work with the sniffles anymore like you could in pre-COVID times. This is why I'm getting cleared on these three vessels. At the moment, I'm hoping to get cleared on a fourth. And then if something happens on those vessels, those are the vessels 
and routes that I'd be cleared on to jump on and fill in for. But for instance, at this point, I couldn't jump on the Quadra Island Ferry because I don't know the safety plans. I don't know the firefighting plans. And even though I do know the route, I haven't been cleared on it. And how that vessel reacts in the currents and things like that. As of the er early November, I'll be cleared on the island Aurora up here. And so I could be sent up here at any time. What are all these trips away from Cortez Island doing to your home life? Well, I am raising a family, if we can term it that way. Fergus is with us half time, but we've also got the three homestay students living with us. Kate picks up that end of it. Ferries has promised me 15 days a month. And so I'm home half time. Of course, your 15 days a month do not include travel days. And coming from Cortez Island, everywhere I got to go is a day before and then a day after. When I work on these vessels, especially KHX, the Cortez one, and the Hornby Island run, we're working 12-hour days. And on Hornby, sometimes you're working a 16-hour day. And what that means is that you get equal time off for the time you spent on, unless there is an emergency or something needs to be filled in, and then they'll call me in again. I expect to get roughly 10 days home a month. The Coast Guard 1997 was the last time doing that. The nice thing is I don't need to take work home with me. When I was working Misty Isles, I would say I worked really most of the year. There wasn't a day where I wasn't checking emails or even in the wintertime, planning the schedules, working with the museum, just trying to make things work for those intense weeks of the summer where you were working every day. I don't see a diminishment in quality. When I first came up to Alert Bay last Saturday, Kate came up with me. We were free of the kids for the weekend. I worked on the vessel, got off at three o'clock, and we cycled around Cormorant Island and visited Alert Bay. So it's kind of fun. Where are you living right now? In a cabin with a beautiful view. And the ferry has just pulled in, but I missed showing that to you. I can see the ferry come in and out here. Is this a place that the ferry provides for its work? Yes. Yeah, so they provide accommodation and uh, travel to get to places. Can Kate live there too? In this particular case, yeah, she did. And that was fine with the accommodations provider. Sometimes, especially in the summertime, it is hard to find accommodations. BC Ferries pays for their approved list of accommodations, but it's up to us generally to try to find those accommodations. We do it through an agency but sometimes in the summertime, if it's a last minute thing, oh, I need accommodations on Hornby Island, that B&B that ferries would normally use may be booked because there was no BC ferries bookings. A lot of the accommodations providers are really good. They do give ferries priority because we are an essential service and we are a good customer. This is my understanding anyway, but if they see a gap, they may fill it. As in many industries, there's lots of people who can't find accommodations. Many of the ferry workers tow their own trailers or campers around. 
from place to place. That certainly happens on Cortez Island with some of the regular mates. They either live on the boat or they have a trailer that they park, and that's their accommodations. They live on the ferry? No, not on the ferry. They have their own boats. If I could find a nice, safe, secure place to anchor off on Hornby Island, I would take our sailboat down there. But Hornby Island's really got no enclosed bays. Do you have anything more you want to say about ferries? I'm new to it. I'm learning the company and the vessels. As I think with a lot of organizations and especially marine organizations, it's been a tough go with human resources. And now we're also switching up technologies. I'm on a diesel electric hybrid vessel. We have diesel LNG hybrid vessels as well. So Ferries is exploring the new technologies and new technologies sometimes come with glitches and sometimes the infrastructures aren't there to support those new technologies. So right now, the ferry I work on runs on diesel and the diesel generator charges the batteries. And then when we're making a crossing, the batteries supply some of the power for the, the electric motors. The diesel generator is supplying the other part. It's running in a combined fashion. All the power comes from diesel. The infrastructure isn't here in Alert Bay to plug in the vessel and charge it quickly. The same thing on Cortez Island. If we were to have one of these vessels on Cortez Island, we're already in a brownout situation in the wintertime because there just isn't the power capacity to the island to take all the loads that we demand of it. And if people start plugging in their electric cars and an electric ferry, that's going to really affect the power grid. Once the infrastructure comes up, then we'll be set for it. You've been listening to an interview with BC Ferries new mate, Mike Moore. This is Roy Hales with Cortez Currents. Goodbye.